You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Knightsey, and I am here, as always, with the spicy nugget himself, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. We got a new card. We got new superstars. It is time. We got a Survivor Series build coming up. Lots of exciting things happening right now, so I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, we got a new season. Season four has officially begun um yeah you, first episode of season four ryan how does it feel feels good i was gonna official booking episode of season four it feels good it's always terrifying coming out of a draft which by the way if you have not listened to the draft uh obviously highly recommend uh to get a little bit of backstory because we've our rosters are all different um it's like half different of each side basically mm-hmm. um uh so it's so definitely go check out the draft you can you know obviously scroll up a little bit in your podcast app uh, but uh, it's always nervous and nerve wracking after a draft or a shakeup or what have you, where you don't know, like you, like I had ideas and I was hoping to keep some people and I lost them or what have you. So it's like just making sure like I can keep the path where I'm going in my booking or like mm-hmm. how I feel of where I'm going or everything and try to keep that. Or do I have to work some things out to adjust it or whatnot? It's it's always nerve wracking, and I'm always, you know, that's I guess I guess all in all, Mikey, that has been my week is just nerve wracking, yeah, <laughs> for various reasons, <laughs> yeah, lots of things going on, um, but yeah, I guess besides that, you know, uh, I, I'm fine. Could be better. Uh, I feel like for American people, and I guess really like I the feel world, like- yeah, I feel like could be better is just the general feel of America right now. Yes, we should say, folks, that we are recording this episode uh, middle of the on, day. What is this? 11.36 a.m. Thursday. On what, the third day of counting ballots? Yes, thurs- the, thir- the thirsty Thursday of the election week in the United States. Um so if you don't know, folks, it's quite nerve-wracking. By time you're hearing this, we could know who the president is. That would be buck wild. That would be like kind of wild, like to me, if we just like recorded this. If we recorded this as like the results were happening, and then when it gets released, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you feel about the election so far, Mikey? For for I guess. I don't know if you, if you're under a bubble, bubble. There's an election happening in America. It's pretty important. Uh, yeah. How do you feel, then, Mikey? Well, these. Well, glad we glad we de- definitely dated this episode. You got um, to. I, I. It's the to me. It's an <laughs> elephant in the room. You know, like it's like impossible yeah. for me, especially me right now. And I will say, Mikey, I do have the news right up next to me on my monitor, it's watching it because it's 11:36 and more votes apparently going to be dropped in like at mid at noon and i'm like oh, oh, oh no so i'm i'm i besides that what do you, how are you feeling about everything you know these days out and everything are you scared nervous excited uh hopeful i, mean, I don't know i mean i'm honestly straight terrified <laughs> why do you say that just because this is scary uh it's been going on for like three days it's close for some reason (laughs) that's a whole nother diatribe it's like it's close when it shouldn't be it's just terrifying because it's like either way either way it's not the ideal outcome you know it's just like one is just better than the other like a little bit better than the other Mm -hmm. and it's kind of annoying that that's the choice we have to make I've been outspoken on Twitter about my support for uh, Joseph Biden. 
Oh, uh, I I also support Biden 100%. Yeah, we're we're, we're Biden supporters over here. I hit the books. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if that's not surprising, we've dunked on Trump several times in the show. And I, and if that offends you or if you're a Trump supporter, apologies. We un, we understand why. It's no big deal. Biden's not a great choice, I would argue. But uh, he is uh, definitely a choice. And uh, he is definitely, in, in some ways, way better <laughs> than Trump. Um, but besides all that stuff, like, it's... It's like nerve wracking. Do you think right now on th- Thursday morning, do you think Trump still has a chance at this point? I mean, obviously, like we said, I mean, a new I president mean, could un- happen by the time this episode's out. Un- unfortunately, yes. Like anything could fucking happen. And that's the scariest part about it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Like any anything could happen. And the way Trump keeps trying to just stop votes from happening. Yeah. Is just not great to me <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just like this like like i have literally no idea what's gonna come next because of how unpredictable trump is being right now just because he's going senile because he's about to lose or something you know it's it's not good <laughs> it's not a good feeling how unpredictable and how close this is getting because like i just want it to be over so i can make this pit in my stomach go away yeah um, however, if one side wins, that pit will be there for the next four years, but that's, <laughs> I mean, part. I mean, it, what you can, it, and I think anyone could argue this, that even if Biden wins, Trump's not going away, folks. I mean, yeah, if no. you, if you if, think if Trump, Trump and his supporters are not going away and that's, what's the scariest part. If you think if the win, lawsuit win or lose, they're going to be aggressive and they're going to be eat, win or lose. They're going to be more aggressive and violent at, than ever before. If the and if the if the me. lawsuit is scary, just imagine what the next several months is if he loses, and then That's he's right. got four years of Duncan, and then he he could run again. So, I so I live in a very suburban area, and I work at a grocery store in a very suburban area. So we get a lot of Trump supporters in and out of the place. And honestly, where, where are you? I'm in uh, New Jersey, a little little suburban town in, in New Jersey, which I will not divulge the name of. Actually, I think I said it in the... the it doesn't the, matter. Yeah, the vlog. I live in Hazlitt, New Jersey. Uh, very suburban area. And every time I walk my dog, I walk past at least four or five houses with Trump flags outside. But a so, New like, Jersey... I know where the town stands, and it's terrifying to me. However, New Jersey did go blue... Yes. Very, like, like very quickly, very early. I see. feel like... I I feel like New Jersey sixty percent Biden, thirty eight percent Trump. Thank God, honestly, I feel like that's a lot of the cities in Jersey. You know, I feel like I feel like uh, cities are where a lot of the Democratic votes come from because yeah, that's where the realest shit is, and the 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 suburban areas that are you know hidden from the real world and everything bad vote Trump all the time. Yeah, um... that, that's my theory that I've been. It's not, I mean, it's not really a theory. It's kind of just, like, proven historically, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, the more populous areas tend to be more democratic. And the the suburban areas that are sheltered away from everything bad tend to be more Republican because they don't know of everything bad that's happening. I'm in a weird predicament where I, personally, I do, I'm excited because I do feel like, Biden is probably going to be president by time people are listening to this. But I understand knock the on wood. F- knock on knock on a million wood planks of wood. Uh, call up my bud hacksaw Jim Duggan and start knocking on that wood. Um. Uh, but I'm nervous. I'm scared because again, all the lawsuits and everything, which don't really hold, look like they hold up much weight. It's just the fact that they exist and like the, the courts that, are the in fact Trump's. That he's doing hands. it is the scariest part. The fact that Trump is like, stop the votes while I'm ahead. It's like no, but what? but that's not how it works. Stop stop the votes while I'm ahead, but keep counting where I'm losing. Exactly. It's like it's like they can't make up their mind on what to do because they just want every every single place to just play into their their hand and do whatever he wants it's yes. like if, if it's like if the votes aren't in my favor keep voting get those votes in if they are if they aren't in my favor stop voting right now immediately i'm not like scared of the lawsuits because i always knew for a fact that they would probably happen <laughs> i mean just just like a, like just looking at tr- knowing trump for the past four years is just like 
yeah, you know, he's probably just gonna do them anyways. He's not gonna he's he's not gonna come out here and be like, you know, Joe Biden did a good campaign, and I'm gonna uh, make this process for him as simple and easy as possible. No, he he did no, a good he's job. Gonna, he's, he's going out swinging. He's going out swinging, and it, he's going out throwing a. He's he's like he's like a child who you said who who had to leave a birthday party early from Chuck E. Cheese, and they're and you can't get them out of the ball pit. I'm in the weird. That's what Trump is doing right now. He's throwing a temper tantrum. Personally, I'm in the weird bubble where I, at the time of recording again, Thursday uh, morning, I live in Georgia, which is a battle, which is crazy that I'm saying this, a battleground state in it's, America. It's so close. Georgia has been a Republican territory for decades, and now it is. Right now, Mikey, a coin flip. More and it more is, votes it, get tallied, I, and it's getting closer and closer I'm, to 50-50. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It is 49.2% Biden and 49.5%. <laughs> that, that's point, getting closer, actually. That's getting closer point, since last time I saw it. A 0.3% difference between the two of them. With how much With, uh, reporting? 1% reporting left? There is. Real quick, real quick, real quick. 2,419,589 votes for Biden and 2,434,354 votes for Trump. It, it is down to the 10,000s here. There's a difference of, of how close is how close it is. Difference of 15,000 votes. 15,000 votes. That I know I know 15,000 is a big number, but like in the grand scheme of the election, that's so narrow. Well, it's that's also like Apparently, there's like fifty thousand votes left to count <laughs> in Georgia. Apparently, so it's like, oh, <laughs> it's down to the wire. Yeah, it's down to the wire here in Georgia, and not only that. And so, as a Georgia citizen, it's very nerve wracking. Um, uh, and but also, not only do we have the presidential election, we are already we have two. We're the only country of two Senate seats. Um, where one of them is going to a runoff, and it's looking like, with the votes coming in, that it, the second one might go to runoff. Which, Mikey, if they both go to runoffs, and depending how everything else in the Senate shakes out, those two runoffs, both in Georgia, can determine which political party has the power of the Senate for the next couple years. That is, it, it's like... They've been joking about it all all day on the news, but it's just like Georgians are about to be hit with so many political ads. It's gonna okay. be crazy. Like it's it's the it's so crazy. I because I've grown up in Maryland, which has always been blue. Where it's not. It's one of those things, as you might know, of New Jersey or New York or anything else. It it's very hard. I imagine, and I felt like in Maryland, where to feel like your vote matters, especially on a national presidential Senate sort of level because it's like you know it's we're just going to be blue right um in georgia at a time like this where it's like more and more you know hollywood people tech people are moving to georgia young people are moving to georgia um stacy abrams really fighting against voter suppression in georgia it's becoming more and more blue as the years go on and it's just like holy crap the senate can come down to it the presidential election could come down to georgia it is such a it is like it i talked about this election being a history book moment and it's crazy knowing that i am in a state that could have a, another historic vote uh yeah. with, in regards to several aspects so it's it's terrifying because i know i just get stressed by the idea of like oh my god all the the weight the weight that's on our georgian shoulders yeah it's it's buck wild how how crazy this whole thing has been uh but ryan yes we are not a political podcast we are a wrestling podcast this is true but i felt i felt i, I talked about it beforehand mikey and i felt like it was a little bit of the elephant in the room so i yes i, oh, I it was definitely important to mention it's for me it's also therapy mikey i we needed to i needed to get this out i needed to get this out of my my body um but yes, you're right. This is a this is a wrestling podcast, and as much as important this political election is um, for everyone in America, and especially everyone in the world, actually, um, we are here to provide entertainment, 
to provide a way to de-stress. Distraction and de-stressing is just as important. Yes, just as important uh, with to the, these high anxiety times. So we are here, as you may know, if you're a new listener, this might be a weird episode to start on for season for episode one, hindsight-wise. Epi- no, really? <laughs> season four, episode one is the weird place to start. <laughs> for one? Well, no, I don't know if it's a weird place to start. If you're listening to the draft, that's that's one thing as a good start. But I think some people might start at episode one. But it's admittedly a weird place to start in this for us to be like, yeah, these are our political views. Yeah. And we admit yeah. that. And I admit that. Like, it's just, it's a weird thing to do. But it's just like, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about it. And I think it's important. whether Whatever side you, you talk about, I think everyone in the whole country just wants it to be over, wants this to move on. And I think even more uh, people that are of the Trump side, it, you know, what, if they lose or whatever, as it is sizing like it could happen, I feel like there are a lot of rational people in there, and they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, you know, that's that's how it shook out this year." It, I've been, I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like it feels like how Democrats felt around Hillary is, I feel like how how Republicans feel about Trump right now. So it's just that weird sort of like, oh, you're well, nervous because like, it's like, oh, I thought we had this, yeah. Um, but you're you're right. This isn't political. Let me stop talking about politics. Let's talk talking hey, listen, about. Listen, I I appreciate the energy, but I know we could do this the whole episode. But at some point, we do need to get into the booking. Yes, we're we're here. If you're new to a listener, again, apologies for the politics talks, but thank you for staying with us. We are here every single week for the rest of this season four. Uh, we book. Every single episode of Raw and SmackDown, our own versions of Raw and SmackDown, we've just recently drafted our own separate rosters, uh, and we, like we say, book every single match, every single segment, promo, uh, winner, championship, uh, everything like that. All that gets booked by us. I handle Raw, Mikey handles SmackDown. Every single week we'll be doing that, and right now we have three weeks to prep for our next pay-per-view of Survivor Series, uh, where brand supremacy obviously reigns supreme. So that you know that's that's what's going to happen there, uh, Mikey. Let's you know what? Let's get into it. Raw yeah, versus SmackDown, it. baby. This is Smack what it's all about. I'm sorry, Raw versus SmackDown or SmackDown versus Raw? Uh, obviously, Raw versus SmackDown because Raw is the Smackdown better show. Versus Raw. That's what uh, all the ga- that's what all the games were called. So clearly, it's better. Well, uh, obviously, THQ knows nothing since they're bankrupt. Damn, <laughs> dab on the haters. <laughs> all right. So, who, who, which which uh, season four? Which brand is starting first? Which how are we kicking this off? Let's start with let's start with just the week. Uh, let's, let's start. All right, Monday night. Let's, let's start with Monday it. night raw. Um. It, just to explain it even further, I'll prevent, present all of Raw to Mikey. Mikey has no idea what's my Raw card. I have no idea what his SmackDown card is. We're presenting them to each other. Uh, and obviously, you, the. We're talking about elections. We're talking about voting. Um, you, the audience, will then be able to vote on Twitter at CountOutPod uh, on which of these cards, Raw or SmackDown, is, was the better show. Uh, no that, electoral college here. No electoral college needed. Um, but obviously, those sort of. Uh, votes will determine a lot. They determine a lot, and we'll get to that later in the show. But like you said, let's start with Monday Night Raw. Keith Lee, the WWE champion who returned at Hell in a Cell, uh, has opened up Monday Night Raw, Mikey. Uh, He says that he wanted to return with a bang, and he felt like he left quite the impression at Hell in a Cell. He says, I'm your WWE champion, WWE Universe. I've returned to you all. I have one person to thank for that, and that is that is, after all, my main man, Alistair Black. My main man, I love it. Uh, now we will get to him later, but I wanted to continue my return and not make it all about me. Survivor Series is upon us, which means Champions of Raw take on Champions of SmackDown. I know, I can't wait to crush Sami Zayn either. But I wanted to make this road more interesting. You see, I push my I push my weight around in the back. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. I pitched the idea of having every Raw championship defended between now and Survivor Series. Whoa! It's a bold move, I know. I wanted to make sure that we have the best of the very best 
taking on SmackDown. And iron can only sharpen iron when you turn up the heat. So let's crank it up, baby. Uh, thoughts on that so far, Mikey? Big <laughs> announcement to start off Raw. Wow. Every title is going to be defended before Survivor Series. Yes. So the champions might not even be the same going in. Correct. Dang. Bold That's going to get back down a hard time because no one's going to be able to prepare. All the more reason. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, United States heavyweight champ- United States heavyweight. Yeah, that's still right. Uh, his music hits. Uh, Ciampa grabs the mic and says that I'm, you know, he's fairly new here to Raw, Keith, but I'm pretty sure I don't have to defend anything without my say. What makes you think that you can come here and have all of us defend our titles? Uh, Keith tells Ciampa to calm down. First, everyone is defending their titles, including me. And to make that fair, uh, the champions will get to choose their challengers. I love that. And I know you, Champa. You will not choose the easy way out here. You are a fighter. You want the challenge. Pick anyone in that locker room to defend your title against. Prove yourself. But think about it, Champa. You've got time. As for me, my match is happening tonight. Whoa. Keith Lee kicking us off with the, the defending the championships. I love it. And Leading the charge. And I'll announce it here. I will defend my WWE championship tonight against the very man that saved my life, Aleister Black. Whoa, Aleister Black getting a WWE title shot? That is your main event, folks. Wow. Big, <laughs> big announcement to kick off Raw. Big announcement to kick off Raw. I went swinging this season. I'm like, I'm going love, for this I love one. that Keith Lee is back and is now like the Raw Dad. Yes. He's, he's, Raw he's Daddy. Like, he's like being the... F- <laughs> Raw Daddy versus Daddy's home. Please, Ch- please Ch- stop saying, please don't say Raw Daddy again. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, hey, it's me, the Raw Daddy. <laughs> like my I like how he's like... He's like... He's trying to sharp... I like the idea that he's trying to sharpen everybody's skills, trying to get the best of the best ready for Survivor Series mm-hmm. to, to defend Raw's honor. I really like that. I think that's super sweet. I think Keith Lee doing this is really cool. And um, like I said, it's like that dad, he's giving off like that dad energy. He's like, he's like, listen, me and my, me and Raw are going to win this because we're going to work hard and we're going to do our best. Yes, exactly. He wants to ensure that Raw Sets up his best. Like he said, there's also the defensive tactic of like them not knowing who they're challenging, really, who they can prepare mm-hmm. for. But also, you know, he makes it fair by having the champions give the challenges out. Yes. Uh, it's not an unfair thing here. It's not surprises. The champions can have an, an extra advantage to it all. Uh, but let's get into the actual show. Match number one is new Raw superstar Oni Lorkin taking on Ricochet. Uh, but Ricochet ends up getting the victory over oh, Oni Lorkin. Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Uh, moving right along into a backstage segment with Raw new Raw tag team champions, Edge and Daniel Bryan. Ooh, nice. Uh, Edge says that he's happy with winning gold on Sunday, and certainly this was a dream team matchup between him and Brian. Because at the end of the day, I return to wrestling not just for myself, but for everyone else around me. I don't know how many years I have left in this business, but I'm going to make it count. So if that means giving the WWE Universe what they want, I'm down for it. And regarding Keith Lee's statement, we're all in for it. Brian then tells the audience that they're still deciding on who it will be. Edge says that he thinks Viking Raiders would be a great pick. Maybe some of the new teams from SmackDown like Ali and Alexander or Ziggler and Rude. Or maybe even a dream team, you know, like us, Brian. Uh, Brian comes in and says that tonight uh, they have time to think so that tonight they are focused on their next match uh, where they are taking on the younger talent from NXT. It's us against Reed and Ruas. Uh, great team down from the Performance Center. Can't wait to see what they can do in the ring. Edge says, Edge says that next week they will defend their titles after they make that decision. All right. So, yeah, moving. Any thoughts on that segment here? I like it. I like them being like, listen, 
I we agree with Keith Lee's stance, and we will defend our titles. We just need to figure out who we're doing it against. That's fair. Uh, next up is a women's Survivor Series qualifying match. It's uh, Sonya Deville taking on Mandy Rose. Nice. Uh, with Sony Deville picking up the win, big, uh, big, big, uh, big match there because it's it's just old friends fighting each other. Old friends that haven't been teaming in forever. First yeah. match to first match with them being on the same brand and they're against each other. Sony Deville gets the win here and is really def- really settling the score between the two. Really, really showing. Really showing that they're not a team anymore. No, 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 no. Right off the bat. Right off the bat, uh, they still could be a team, but well, you know, I, I guess that should be a point. Is there's, I would say that there is a little bit of a friendly competition between the two here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony Deville is taking this like you know, she gets the win and everything, but there's there's not really like a huge amount of tension. There's like maybe a moment of tension, but it's yeah. it's a friendly competition nonetheless. Um. Moving right along to the next thing, a uh, video package that recaps the draft and the top picks earned and the top picks lost from both Raw and SmackDown, obviously. Uh, Mikey, I put together this real quick thing for you. Uh, so I was trying to like figure out kind of like... I, I So first off, I asked the, our audience who they thought drafted a better roster um, mm-hmm. as part of the poll for last week, you know, since since uh we didn't have a poll last week and i'm pulling it up as we speak um just to get the actual numbers here but the results of that poll were uh 60% raw 40% smackdown so people be- believe that raw had a drafted a better roster here uh and i also wanted to like double back on that where i so y- you know this mikey for our ranking list it's sort of like every single person is ranked, so I have like there's like a number in a way attributed to each person, and that's how we kind of get a ranking there. So I basically what I did, Mikey, is I added up all of the the rankings of Raw roster and SmackDown roster. Okay. And um, to be fair, uh, just to be clear, I just want to look up this number real quick. So that's that. That's uh, to be fair. I think our roster is like fairly even. Okay. I think it's fairly even. So the raw roster value, counting up all of the rankings, is eight thousand one hundred twenty-six. Okay. Po- oh, points. I should say it's not rankings. It's points. Eight thousand one hundred twenty-six. SmackDown's value is eight thousand six hundred and ninety-seven. Okay. So that means uh according to according to the rankings the and everything else SmackDown uh has a better roster by uh I don't know what the difference is between these two but I guess I can do quick math here. Uh 8126 uh that's not how math works on Google Sheets. So you got to hit this. 571. It's a difference of 571. So according to our our rankings Mikey, uh uh the fans disagree but according to our rankings you had the better. You picked the better roster, the higher valued roster. Interesting. Thoughts on that? It's it's interesting to see the disconnect between the numbers and the and the fans' idea of who's better. Yes. Uh, so that's very neat. Uh, I'm glad that even when I'm not booking, I still lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> to geez. the fans. Uh, fans apparently are not a fan of SmackDown. And I need to change that this season. I was trying to think about why that could have been the case. Why our, our drafts were so sort of different. Um, uh, and I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I mean, I picked up like big names and like Drew McIntyre and, you know, uh, uh, who else? Uh, was Randy Orton. So I, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I've been trying to think about like why the disparity there, why people may think I have a better roster than according to our own rankings. And, you know, I picked up people like McIntyre, who was the number one ranked roster member of SmackDown for months. Uh, I picked up Randy Orton. I picked up Ciampa, which I don't know if you remember if he was higher or lower than Sheamus. Uh, picked up LeRae and Bailey and and all these other people. And, 
So maybe people like look at those higher names and think about that. But then on the other hand, I picked up like a lot of like lesser people like Lindsay Dorado or Drake Maverick or Mojo Raleigh or like I picked up a lot of people that were in the bottom list. There were several moments in the draft where I would purposely pick lower people um, where you picked up huge names like Styles and and uh, uh, who else? I'm looking at this list. Um Bray Wyatt, huge name. Uh, kept Undisputed Era in there. King Corbin, uh, uh, Bianca Belair, Tony Storm. Like, you picked up a lot of people, and I, a lot of those more people were higher value. So, um, you have, I, in a way, I guess what that means is that to our fans, I have a better roster, but in a way, you have like more stars, mm-hmm. I would argue, in, in our universe. Interesting. Yes. It also goes into the idea of, like, remember, like, season one, we would have this conversation a lot where it was, like, there's, a, like, a weird, like, disparity between our universe versus do- the actual WD universe, and I feel like those collide sometime. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when I uh, predict perfect uh, results, you know, I just have perfect instincts. Uh, yeah. Speaking of instincts, let's move into the next match. I don't really have a transition here. Let's move into the next match, uh, where it is Edge and Daniel Bryan versus Reed and Ruas uh, from NXT. That's Bronson Reed and Arturo Ruas here. Mikey, I bet you cannot figure out who is going to win this match. I can't. Uh, but I can tell you it is going to be Edge and Bryan, the Raw Tag Team Champions. Ah, really? Who would have guessed? And then after the match... What a, what a shocking underdog victory that is. And then after the match... Daniel Bryan uh, attacks Edge. Whoa, what? Leaving behind the Raw Tag Team title. Wait, what? Are what? Already they're broken up? <laughs> we just got them. Yep. Oh, wow. Mikey, thoughts? I'm, I'm, Edge. I'm shocked. Yeah, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Miracle Kids, not... What? The champions stunned stunned i i'm speechless i don't know what to say stunned and speechless That's uh crazy i was not expecting that we cut back from commercial into a backstage interview with daniel bryan uh bryan says that uh you know dreams and fantasies might be great but they aren't the reality and the wb universe and you edge need a harsh reality change and you know you and you want that harsh reality edge. Seth Rollins was right. Whoa! You are delusional. The future is what's best. I helped you a month ago because I felt guilty about what happened with Gable, and I just ran with it. I lost myself. But the former Monday Night Messiah was right. I need to refocus on the future of this brand, and that's why, as Raw Tag Team Champion. Next week, those titles will be defended to the highest bidder. You don't get to make the choice. No no dream for you. I'm not here to make dreams come true, Edge. That's your fantasy. I'm here to win. That's crazy. The highest bidder. Interesting. What do you mean? They just have to like, all right, we're all tag team championships on the line. Let's see. We got $50. $50. $50 going once. Go $55. Going once. $75. (laughs) $75. the way back. Thoughts on that turn, Mikey? It's going to have like a, an auction for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Exactly, exactly. Thoughts on this turn here? It's very interesting. I uh, Daniel Bryan just agreeing with Seth Rollins at, like almost out of nowhere, just being like, yeah, Edge, it's about the future, not the past. Get with it, nerd. Yeah. Uh, it's... I was not expecting this turn. I'm still speechless. I need, I need time to process this. I feel like there are some hints I laid, but I don't know if they were obvious enough, and that's okay. I kind of wanted this to be a shocking moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I did lay some hints. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's for the audience to figure out. Shocking. Moving right along into the next match was a women's Survivor Series qualifying match between Tamina, one half of the women's tag team champions, and Peyton Royce, former member of the Iconics. <laughs> All right. And this one ends up being uh, Peyton Royce pinning Tamina. 
Whoa, big win for Peyton. Big win for Peyton. If only, you know, she got a pin over the tag team champions. If only she had a partner to maybe challenge the titles. <laughs> if only. Uh, Ryan Eitzie, really, really digging that knife in this week. This week. Really upset he didn't get the iconics. Sorry, uh, he's really. I really started strong and really, uh, uh, really turning it here. Hmm. Let's see if I can win people back. Backstage interview with none other than the detective, our truth, and he's in the full getup. You know, uh, smoking pipe, fedora, duster. He's ready to solve some crimes. Uh, Troop says that Helena Cell tonight, or not tonight, tonight. Man, you just couldn't go without it, huh? What do you mean? You got Truth back, and immediately you're like, yep, Detective Truth back again. Yep. Couldn't resist. Truth says that Helena Cell uh, taught him a lot about. Oh, there goes one. There goes one vote for SmackDown. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Tell him about uh, a lot about what he needs to do to properly defend his twenty four seven seven eleven nine ninety five South Hardcore TV Championship. Yep. And he's solved the case. He removes his hat, his smoking pipe, his duster, revealing a referee shirt. Truth says he's going to ref school. I knew it. <laughs> I love the storyline too much. I think it has. I think it has potential. Our detective truth now referee truth. <laughs> the R stands for referee. <laughs> I love it too much. I loved it too much. So I'm, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Detective truth is no more. I can't. Wait. I, can't I can't wait for truth to ref matches on Raw. <laughs> And like do a bad job. <laughs> I can't wait for him to ref matches while he has the championship on. I think there's a lot of potential to R Truth refereeing matches, um, but like either not knowing how to count to ten, or uh, like going like being told that he has to like count the thing, but he's like doing it too quickly. <laughs> like like the faux pas of wrestling are hit like things he doesn't get. I like the idea of him being the referee. Um, and then also while being the referee defending his twenty four seven seven eleven nine ninety five South Hardcore Championship. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love I love it too. But I love the idea because he he's a he. I love the idea of Archie's character, where to me, uh, I love it because it's like he presents himself as an idiot, but deep there, deep somewhere in there, he's smart. He's a genius. <laughs> like, on the surface, this seems idiotic. But then, whenever he loses his title, he can just count for himself and win the title back. Because now he's an official referee. Well, not yet. He's got to pass referee he's, school. He's got to pass the, the test first. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if only we can get Mike Kyoto back. Um, bring him back in. Uh, but, yes, that that's Detective Truth is no more. It's now you know, potentially referee was... truth. I was looking on pro wrestling tees before for uh, uh, for for just something a tee, if you will. Yeah, uh, and under I was like, I looked under the spotlight wrestlers, and Mike Kyoto is under the spotlight wrestlers. Tab. That's great. I love it. <laughs> Literally, you're just like going through, and it's all wrestlers, and then it's just Mike Kyoto, just like in his referee shirt, just like <laughs> why not <laughs> cross arms pose, like <laughs> like okay, <laughs> get that get that money, get that money, Kyoto. You love to see it. Um, let's move right along into our main event. It is for the WWE Championship. Keith Lee defending his title against Aleister Black. Nice. Big old main event action here. A oh, lot yeah. of back and forth. Um, you know, there was friendly competition from Sonny Deville and Mandy Rose. It's not that there isn't friendly competition between these two. It's it's more like it's more like Aleister Black is take, taking the shot like mm-hmm. like he like he's there th- this is a fight you know this turns into a fight uh and there's a lot of back and forth action between the two there's not really there's not like awkward tension or hatred or anything or doing things that are nasty it's just a brutal fight here it mm-hmm. it, it looks like he pulled this straight out of blood sport um and but the winner, however, the winner of the WWE Championship, it goes to, again, Keith Lee, 
retains that title uh, and yeah, sets himself up to face Sami Zayn at uh, Survivor Series. I like it. You know what would have been a bold move from Keith Lee to convince everybody to defend their titles once? If he defended his title every week leading up to Survivor Series, that would have been wild. That would have been a wet and wild move. But uh... If he was like, every week that if it, to encourage people to do it, like every week someone defends their title, I will also defend my title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of only three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey man, that's three, that, that's three title matches you can get right there. That's true. That's true. Well, no, plus the other one. So that would be seven. <laughs> seven title. Oh, yeah, no, hold on. Four. Plus, no, yeah, six. Six titles matches. You get a lot of title matches going. But there we go. Not even counting 24-7. So there we go. That is my version of Monday Night Raw this week. Mikey, looking at the whole show, thoughts on what I presented? I love it. I love the opener. I love Keith Lee dropping this immediate bomb and really stepping it in for uh, Survivor Series season, being like, listen, if the champions want to be in Survivor Series and defend Raw's honor, they got to be the best they can be, and this is how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, the the shocking turn from Daniel Bryan. Uh, it's it's all just a wild card. I love it. Do you like the turn? It's, I don't know yet. I need yeah. to process it. I need to think about it. The band aid happened. Been it just happened to me. You know, it's like it's like when something like just hits you, and you need to you don't know how you feel about it at first. Mm-hmm. I got to let the emotions die down so I can get, let the mind start thinking about it. Plus, we know that uh, Edge and Brian have to defend their Raw Tag Team titles now versus yeah. some team that uh, Brian is giving away and not Edge. Which is very interesting. Is Edge just going to defend them by himself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out next week. Jeez. That's the cliffhanger. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for Raw. Mikey, uh, let's head over to the blue brand. Maybe, Maybe some good news. All right, over on the blue brand, we got GM Page opening up the show and grabbing a mic and saying, I just wanted to come out here and personally welcome you all to SmackDown. I have a huge announcement to kick things off. With Survivor Series just around the corner, SmackDown is going to need a team. Not just any team, however. We need the best of the best to compete to take down Raw. So I am formally announcing that over the next few weeks, we'll be seeing some, of the quali- we'll be seeing some qualifying matches from handpicked SmackDown superstars competing to see who gets those five coveted spots on both the SmackDown women's team and the SmackDown men's team. And to make things even more exciting, the first match begins right now. The first match is Kevin Owens, classic SmackDown superstar, taking on new SmackDown superstar, Sheamus. Oh! Sheamus, I know, is the uh, Intercontinental Champion, but hey. I think it could be interesting if Shane, if we got the Intercontinental Champion on the SmackDown team, but Kevin Owens does get the victory here, picking up a big win over Sheamus. Boo! Interesting. Yes, he has yes. a he has won, uh, one is defeated. Sorry, defeated Sheamus. The IC in a champion. non-title match, in a non-title match, but a visual pinfall. Obviously, not even visual, just a pinfall over the champion, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens joins Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, no, I love the classic uh, qualifying match format. I think it's always very interesting um, to watch. Um, you know, it, it gives it's a, a thing that immediately gives matches every match a stake. Um, mm. And then when you hear about the match itself, you're like, oh, you can see like what who I, I always think it's a good way to like kind of push who is like a good stars or whatever for your roster, you know, push who like, Oh, I like this person. It's a good, a good showcase for people that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily in title matches. Yeah. So after that match, number one with Kevin Owens, t- uh, taking down Sheamus and becoming the first member of team SmackDown on the men's side, we have a segment where Sami Zayn, the new universal champion comes to the ring with that title around his shoulder. Yeah, he baby. also grabs the mic and he says, I told you so. I told you, I told you, I told you, and I especially told you as he points directly at the camera at the audience watching at home. Of course. I told you all that as soon as the iron was hot, Sami Zayn was going to strike, and I did. I'm at the top of the mountain now, and every other superstar scratching and clawing their way towards me will be in for a rude awakening once I knock them right back down to where they started. I'm going to be the greatest universal champion of all time, and no one will be able to stop the reign of Zayn. Yeah, baby, the reign of Zayn. 
Oh man, that's a T-shirt right there. If we, this is why we should be writers for WWE, as much as we won't do it, well, we might do it because of the money. Uh, <laughs> but this at is why. At this point, I'll do anything for money. <laughs> <laughs> but like that is all the more reason to give Sami Zayn a title run is so that he can say the phrase "Reign of Zayn," and then you got an immediate T-shirt. Reign of Zayn, baby. Immediate catchphrase. Immediate T-shirt. Uh, you love to see it. You know, you love your merch. Why not sell some some t-shirts with that? The Reign of Zane. I love it. The Zane of I Rain? Wanted, the Reign of Zane. I wanted that to be the show opener, but then I had a bunch... I realized the page thing had to be the show opener because I wanted it to be... I wanted to have a bunch of the qualifying matches. And I feel like the, it was the right way to kick off SmackDown. But I needed to get a Zane promo in there. Of course, our new Universal Champion. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that formatting tr- stuff with, like... Yeah. Coming out of a pay per view, but building to the next pay per view, especially yeah, a it was a little like, weird, but eh, we got there for a pay per view like Survivor Series, where you're like, huh, like Mikey, I didn't, if you, I'm sure you noticed, didn't say anything about my men's roster uh, for Survivor yeah. Series. I didn't say, I didn't mention a single peep. I got two women rosters. I feel like, I feel like this, I feel like at the end of this, we're gonna realize that one of us, starting off on our first episode of season four. I built more toward the Survivor Series tag matches, and you built you're building more towards the champion versus champion matches. Ooh, is that is true. That is true. This definitely appears so, and, and this so far appears to be true. Yes, and it's going to continue to appear to be true because next up we have a qualifying match for the women's SmackDown team for Survivor Series. We have Alexa Bliss taking on Lana, with Alexa Bliss getting the victory. Hey, there we go, Alexa Bliss versus <laughs> Lana. Maybe not a huge first member of the women's team on the SmackDown Survivor Series team. Maybe not a huge surprise seeing Lana is uh, no longer uh, on Raw. Uh, who knows if she still runs LLC? She's uh, <laughs> being on SmackDown and already losing her runs first. It, she runs it via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, don't we all? Um, huh. So nice, no, nice sort of move there. Nice to see yeah. that happen. So next up, we got a video package, and it's just it's just a quick, simple video package hyping up the hyping up Carrying Cross and Scarlet coming to SmackDown. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What a team! What a yeah. what a what a what a couple that's moving to SmackDown where the Fiend is. That's what terrifies me the most. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be wild, and I cannot wait to see what happens there, baby. After that video package, we have we have a tag team match breaking up the uh, breaking up the qualifying matches a little bit. We got a tag team match between Lucha House Party and Morrison and Andrade, where Morrison with Vega, of course, of course, uh, where Morrison and Andrade pick up the victory. Hey! Uh, after the match, Metalik helps Kalisto to his feet. Kalisto goes to leave the ring, but Metalik doesn't let go of Kalisto's wrist and pulls him in for a Metalik driver. Whoa! Holy Metalik shit! Stands over Kalisto dominantly and leaves the ring. Leaves Kalisto in a heap in the middle of the ring. Lucha House Party is no more. Ryan, you stole my idea first. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe we had two tag team breakups. Two tag team turns. <laughs> the internet's gonna be like, man, which which one was? <laughs> Imagine watching this in real life. And you're like, man, Edge and Daniel Bryan broke up, but Lucha House Party too. But I like that. You're you're clearly defining uh, that they're two singles wrestlers here. That with mm-hmm. Lindsay Dorado gone at Lucha House Party, you're just continuing to break up. Yeah, for me, it was like Lucha House Party as a tag team was just kind of jobbers to the rest of the tag team division, and I think this breakup is going to give them both a chance to do more. Mm-hmm. Over on SmackDown and be their own person a little bit and tr- and like change up their change up being just tag team jobbers and maybe maybe get a nice little singles run in both of them you know maybe get a little rivalry out of them. Agreed, agreed, definitely. I I think it's very interesting to see where they'll go from there. Are they going to be jobbers on single stars? Someone's going to an IC title push or you know something? We'll, well, you know, time to find out. After that. We have after that match, that tag team match, we have a backstage interview with Kevin Owens about his win tonight and being the first on Team SmackDown. Owens says being the first to qualify for Team SmackDown is a really big honor and a big responsibility. 
It's my job to captain the team to victory over at Survivor Series. <laughs> and I can't wait to see who else joins Team SmackDown as the weeks go on. Ryan Knightsey, it is the return of none other than Captain KO, baby. He's back. Well, here's the question I have, Mikey. Can can Kevin Owens just claim that he's Captain KO? Did he, he win? Did he therefore he is the captain? Did he officially win Captain Ke- the captain position or is he, he is. just claiming that he has? Can we just say that he is? I don't think yes. that's fair fair democracy as a whole. The democracy of SmackDown. He was the first to qualify, therefore he is the captain. <laughs> In, oh, so in just my be- heart, in my heart, Captain KO is back. So just be so Captain this- KO, which was so viciously ripped from me last time we did it. So just because these other matches have not yet been uh, accounted for, who's going to be in the team? Uh, these other spots uh, in all these separate battle locations. Um, you're saying that 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 as just because he's the first one and because he's, he's the only one there, he just claims the captain title. I don't think that's the right thing, Mikey. And I I don't know if that if anyone agrees. Listen, it may not be the right thing, but it's definitely the Kevin Owens thing. <laughs> I don't know if Kevin he, Owens like it's definitely within his character to do that. I don't know if Kevin Owens necessarily wants to be attributed to the same kind of people that do this. It's very Kevin Owens for him to be like, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Look at me. I love Captain KO. Has he been captain? captain I think KO. he's. Been, I think this is a three-peat for him. I feel like he's been captain every single time I've series. No, he was. We oh, he was almost captain one time. Then he got injured, I think, or something. I he think got so. Suspended. Something happened where he, he didn't get to compete in Survivor Series, and we lost out on Captain KO. Yes, I can look that. I'll look that up for us. I, I okay, feel you, like while you look that up, I'm going to move on to our next match, which is another women's qualifying match, which is Bianca Belair taking on Billy Kay, in which Bianca Belair gets the victory. So now. Hey. We have oh, two Billy members K. of the SmackDown women's team. We have Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. But poor Billy Kay. Peyton I Royce know. is on the team, but Billy Kay's not. Peyton Royce getting a victory, Billy Kay not. That could have been an interesting move, but uh It could be hey, it could be a Survivor Series pre-show match, Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay. No, it can't happen. What are you talking about? Nah. That's why I said pre-show. Well, she's on the pre-show. Peyton Royce is on my women's Survivor Series team, and she's going to lead us to victory. Damn, you're right. You're right. Damn. Billy Kay not getting on the SmackDown team, unfortunately. Bianca Belair getting the victory. Get out of here, Billy Kay. You can do whatever the hell you want later. Not on my dime. All right. Well, after that, that second qualifying match, we have another backstage interview with Undisputed Era about their tag title retention at Hell in a Cell and how they feel about Survivor Series coming up. Strong speaks up and says, "At Hell in a Cell, we prove that we're the best damn tag team on Smack. That we're the best damn tag team SmackDown has to offer. We prove that we deserve these titles more than anyone here." And O'Reilly steps in and says, "Not only that, but at Survivor Series, we aren't just going to be solidified as the best team on SmackDown." I guess, I guess this is this is a little bit annoying when we beat. Edge and Daniel Bryan in the champion versus champion match. <laughs> Would you say Raw, the, the Raw on, tag team champion? You know what? When we beat, to be determined, in the champion versus champion match. Okay, let me change this a little bit. Yes, go for it. Okay, O'Reilly what? steps in. Not only that, but at Survivor Series, we aren't just going to be solidified as the best team on SmackDown. When we beat the Raw tag team champions, we are in the champion versus champion match. We'll prove that we're the best damn team in the WWE. O'Reilly and Strong walk away, and Cole steps towards the mic, and he says, and that is undisputed. No, of course, of course. Um, uh, first off, yes. Uh, who knows if it's going to be Edge and Daniel Bryan, if it's going to be a collective front. I wasn't, expecting, I wasn't expecting this bomb to drop, okay? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, a solid promo from Undisputed Era. I looked it up. Uh, like you said, in the first Survivor Series, he was planning to be Captain of KO, but he uh, did not make it. He got injured or some sort of thing happened. Something I happened. Written, I don't have it written remember. down here. Um, but on the, he was on the second year's uh, Survivor Series where he was also Captain KO, uh, where he lost to NXT as Captain KO. So uh, whether or not he will be able to actually do a successful job as the captain... Uh, whether he will actually lead the, the the ship this time, or will he make it a Survivor Series? Will he lead to victory? Who knows? But uh, let's see what happens. Fair enough. 
I hey, who knows? He could be he could be the worst captain. He could be the best captain. We'll see when Survivor Series comes around and we decide how we're gonna decide those matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, after that, we have our main event and another qualifying match for the men's uh, Survivor Series team with Captain KO on commentary. We got AJ Styles due to SmackDown oh God. taking on Finn Balor. That's a big matchup. It's a big main event. AJ Styles hasn't been seen in a pay-per-view cycle. Uh, hasn't been seen since, what was before Hell in a Cell? Um, Backlash? Sure. One of those. One of those pay-per-views. Has been seen since then. Well, Ryan, that's all about to change because AJ Styles picks up the victory and joins Team SmackDown for Survivor Series. There we go. There we go. Love to see it. I think that's After a... the match, AJ Styles AJ Styles picks up Finn Balor, helps him to his feet, and gives him a handshake and leaves the ring. That's a, that's a solid move. Solid, solid move here. Uh, man, big team right there. We got... Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, so far taking on. I'm trying on... to put. I'm trying to put. If it wasn't clear, I'm trying to put AJ Styles back in the little, back in face territory a little bit because I'm a little heavy on the heel side over here. Oh, okay. That's a nice move. Solid move. Um, so so far we got Owens and Styles for SmackDown. No one on Raw announced. Uh, and then for SmackDown we have Deville. No, sorry. Uh, SmackDown we have Bliss and Belair so far taking on Deville and Royce. Very yeah. interesting matches brewing here. Very much so. Very much so indeed. I thought I like I like SmackDown. I think I like SmackDown a lot. I think you know you're prepping. It's the always stuff of like prepping for Survivor Series, the build for Survivor Series, and you made a great point that you are building the teams where I'm building championship, which I think is a good dynamic. Um, yes, because because yeah. it, it, it helps it helps us both out in the end, right? Because it gets mm-hmm. the fans hype for both all of things. It. Yeah, it gets the fans hype for all of it, just at different times, you know, but. The build is it's gonna help it's gonna help the build in general, uh, since this is going to be our, uh, a big joint pay per view, one of the bigger joint pay per views, as it were. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're not forgetting about it either. You know, you got promos with uh, Undisputed Era out there cl- calling out the Raw Tag Team Champions, whoever that may be. Yeah. Um, I thought this was good. I liked it a lot. Um, it's and now it's essentially up to the fans to decide which was a better card. Like we said, yeah. you can go to at countoutpod. That's at countoutpod on Twitter. My cat just knocked over something that in the sounded, other room. Did you hear okay, that? That sounded not great. Did you pick that up on the audio? Yeah, I heard that. Um, uh, you can go to at countoutpod on Twitter. There, on, it'll be a pinned tweet there. Uh, you can vote when every single time this podcast episode comes out. Uh, all the more reason to stay on board with it. Stay subscribed to make sure you get the latest so you can vote. Uh, because the loser will have the randomizer hit on them. And just to give an example, Mikey, we talked about it. Um, the very last episode before um, the end of Season 3, I won. Uh, we counted it as a Season 3 win, but you, we sort of decided right before we started that we'll have those ramifications present itself here on this episode to play into it. So again, audience, you can vote at Countout Pond. The loser, whoever whoever whoever's card you think was not as good as the as the other show, you decide uh, that you vote on whose was better. The loser of which gets hit with the randomizer. That randomizer, a list of like forty items uh, that talk about you know injuries, uh, stealing superstars, uh, f- trading superstars, uh, controversies, uh, gimmick changes, face turns, all these sort of things. This giant roster of list things here. Mikey, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to get the randomizer spun on me because I believe I lost the last uh, last episode. You did. I'm not going to go back on Twitter and look for it because that's just like out miles away at this point. But <laughs> uh, but uh, let's get into it. I already rolled it, uh, and it's very fun just to start out, Mikey. Uh, it is a minor injury. Great. A uh, minor injury, just to present the stakes of it, a minor injury is to roll a D-whatever, obviously, to see what wrestler gets hurt, someone that's wrestled on your SmackDown card, then a D4-1 to see how many weeks are out. Uh, potentially, at most, Mikey, they miss Survivor Series. That is, But that is a, you have a 25% chance 
where one of these wrestlers could miss Survivor Series, I think, right? I think that's how the, the math plays itself out. I think so. Um, so, yes. That already, already coming for you. Um, let me see this real quick. One, two, three. Yes, three weeks would be your maximum amount you can get, and that is the Friday after Survivor Series is when they return. <laughs> Um. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. What? How many wrestlers you got on your god dang show? Let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. D twelve. Mikey, how you feeling? It feels like you don't like this. I'm nervous because I have a lot of uh, qualifying matches here. Number three is on the D twelve. Alexa Bliss. Someone who qualified for Survivor Series. Yeah, not great. And now we're going to roll a D4 to see what happens. And that's a three. So Alexa Bliss is out for two weeks. Out for two weeks. Comes back just in time for Survivor Series. Exactly. <laughs> she comes back with Ruby Riot, with Bobby Fish, Alexa Bliss, part of that, part of that uh, giant list. <laughs> Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish, Ruby Riot, and Alexa Bliss are all returning on the same day. Yes, they're all able to return on the same day. Oh my god! Well, that's that's simple. That's a that I honestly I think that's a good reason. You, there's no real reason to have, to use Alexa Bliss in the next couple days or next couple weeks, I should say. You just you just need her to be good at Survivor Series. <laughs> So uh, I think that's a good move. I think I think that's a great way to demonstrate how the randomizer works, why the voting is important, and why you should go out and vote and make sure that doesn't happen because things like that can happen. You know, it wasn't as bad as it could be. We have what was it? Uh, was it at the pay per view or something where we had an injury like that? I think so. It was like recently we had a an injury. It was Humberto. Yes, it was. It was at the pay per view of Humberto Carrillo injured for twenty seven weeks. Yeah, I got that big injury when he was. Yeah, I was putting him with Sami Zayn. Yes, he was supposed to be in that main event angle. He was supposed to be with Sami Zayn tonight, but no, twenty-seven weeks out. All the more to, reason why it's important. He was supposed to be in that angle. He was supposed to be with Sami Zayn today. <laughs> it's all the more reason why to vote there, folks. Uh, so that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Obviously, if you want more, you can subscribe to the podcast, whether it be its own feed or the Countout main feed. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, like we already said, at Hit the Books Pod. On no, sorry, take that back. It's different. At Change count, it. it is now countoutpod.com. Thank you. We're now under Countout. I need to remember Actually, that. HTV Pod still works. True. Hit the Books Pod still exists, but like that nothing's there. <laughs> it's the, the backup account. No, HTVPod.com still redirects to. Countout oh, you're Pod. right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it still works. You're right. Uh, well, well, Hit the Books Podcast. Twitter account still exists. It's just a, a empty feed there. Sure. Um, but you're right. Uh, it's also the hit the HTTP pod or Countout Pod uh, will bring you to our new website as well because we've we've changed it up to Countout Network since we have a bunch more shows more to come as well as it unfolds. Speaking of shows, Mikey, let's talk about them. Yeah, we got uh, Independent Waters every Wednesday. We just had a new episode two days ago. Uh, we had some awesome matches there. Go check that out. Uh, and that comes out every Wednesday. Like I said, me and Zach Batista, we take you through the independent wrestling scene, and we pull treasures from the independent waters, as we like to say, and share them with you and give you our thoughts on some awesome indie matches that we have found on the YouTubes. So go check that out every week. A lot of good feedback on that show. Uh, a lot of good feedback on that show. A lot of people like it. Um... Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say it. I think the last episode that came out episode nine i think it's one of our best episodes oh can't wait to listen uh yeah a lot like i said a lot of good feedback so definitely go check that out and while you're at it go check out my new show g1 and only uh where we talk about uh wrestlers that have appeared in new japan pro wrestling's g1 climax only once it's a great way to showcase like like amazing names that are in the g1 climax for example in the next episode that will be coming out this Monday, actually, uh, we're talking about the 92 G1 Climax, Mikey. Uh, we have people in the G1 Climax. Arn Anderson's in there. Uh, Barry Windham, both members of the Four Horsemen are in there. Jim the Anvil Neidhart is in there. Rick Rude, uh, stunning Steve Austin. Um, 
before he became Stone Cold. Uh, I love Steve Austin. It's a great, G1 and only, I think, is like a great way to like showcase those like random names that are in there, but also, uh, you know, just see like where the career went. Why didn't they stay of New Japan? Why weren't they in more G1 climaxes? I think that's always a very interesting thing. Because uh, everyone talks about the winners and the finals and everything, but no one talks about the 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 the, the you know the one off people. I think it's still very interesting there. Um, yes, so that is it. I think that's everything, Mikey. Uh, check out our YouTube channel as well. You know, Countout Podcast, Countout Network, I believe it actually is on YouTube. Uh, over there, we got, over there on our YouTube channel, we got every podcast in video form, and we also have a couple of vlogs from when we took our trip to the collective. So go check those out. And we have some old 2K outcomes which we haven't gotten in a while. No. But still there. Uh, those those are really fun. Me and Ryan get to commentate. That, that's one of our favorite things to do. Plus, uh, if, you, if you didn't see the draft, there's a visual video version of the draft where you can yes, see everything. I think it, it's a lot more helpful. So you can always go check that out there. Yes, there's a visual, a visual aid for the draft episode. Uh, so go check that out over there. And subscribe over there as well. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, we uh, finished five stars on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please, especially for the new RSS feed, the new singles feed. Uh, if you uh, if you subscribe to that, obviously you just will just get this show. But uh, especially for the new feed, I'm both feeds really. But if you can get, leave a five star review, it'd be very very helpful, very very appreciated. Um, I, I, yeah, go do that. We would appreciate it. Uh, obviously, it's very especially when it's like a new podcast or you know new feed or whatever. Uh, some a lot of reviews, a lot of very positive reviews in the very first month is very, 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 very important. Um, so we would appreciate it. You taking out like thirty seconds to a minute, not even that, um, uh, of your day to look for the show. Just give it five stars. You don't even have to leave a comment. You just take the review. We'd appreciate it. But if you left a comment, we'll obviously shout you out in the meantime. Um, that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Uh, very nervous about the rest of it, but obviously this will come out Friday, so we'll see how it goes. George has got even closer, Mikey, and I'm nervous. I know, I just saw it. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so nervous. So George un- got even closer, and the gap in Nevada got bigger towards the blue side. Oh, interesting. That's not surprising. I'm pretty sure he's going to get Nevada. Uh, either way, uh, I hope I predicted the, Nost- the I'm just the Nostradamus of Bookie. I'm not the Nostradamus of elections. Um, anyways, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back all next week for all new cards, all new bouts and actions and what have you. Until then, we've got two words for ya. Book it. has been a count out podcast.